0: What's up everybody it is Wednesday September 8th you are listening to the Pat McAfee show 2.0 Pat has some business he has to attend to but we made it tomorrow the NFL season starts today Chuck Pagano joins the show for coach us up Chuck which will be a recurring segment every Wednesday for the rest of the football season plus A.J. Hawk we look ahead to tomorrow night's Thursday night tilt and uh, give a few predictions for the year to come. It's a great show. Let's get right into it. And tomorrow's
1: officially NFL kickoff game day. Yeah! yeah! A little bit of the calm before the storm. There ain't much to talk about today, I'm be honest. <laughs> There'll be a lot of reaction, obviously, to what Aaron Rodgers said yesterday around the sports world. There's a lot of conversations and predictions and everything, projections and a lot of that. We will ultimately end up doing that as well. We will pick our Super Bowl teams today. Wow! If you do recall, one year ago, A.J. Hawk said he thought the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs would be in the Super Bowl. He said that with a straight face because Big Mike McCarthy was going down to Dallas and he had the utmost faith in him. They lose their franchise quarterback. A.J. looked like a stooge throughout the entire year, (laughs) and we referenced it numerous times as the season went on. I did predict Tampa Bay and Kansas City although I wasn't the only one okay a lot of people were predicting that when you look at the roster when you look at the paper what those two teams were expected and projected to go so maybe this year I'll make a little something different maybe I'll oh, shake it up ooh. a little bit can't wait to hear what the boys think can't wait to hear what A.J. Hawk thinks we have Chuck Pagano on today what? okay yeah he coached Uh, at all levels of football for like 33 years before retiring last year Uh, he was last with the Chicago Bears as defense coordinator he sailed off into the sunset after beating obviously leukemia and every football team I think the immense amount of stories that he has he was my coach I'm very thankful for he created Chuck Strong I mean a foundation that has raised like I think at this point maybe a hundred million I don't know that seems like a lot but I think they've raised like 20, 40, 50 million. I don't know. A lot yeah, of it. Yeah, Jim Ursay just bet $2 million on yeah. a free throw to yeah. to the Chuck Strong Foundation. Incredible, legendary human. He'll be joining us every single Wednesday this season for a nice Coach Us Up Chuck segment where we will ask him about situations that coaches have found themselves in, the thought of some coaches. And he told us just the other day he's not looking to get a job with anybody anymore, so fuck it all. Yeah, oh, Come on, Chuck. Can't wait to chat with Chuck. He'll join us in the second hour. Also, your phone calls on the Five Hour Energy phone line, 1 833 McAfee, we cannot wait to hear you. The Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday was awesome.
0: Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. It's back. It feels like football season again. I am rearing to go, ready for Sunday. I am so goddamn excited. It's awesome.
1: Just like the first couple Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays last year, a lot of people said, like, "Oh, this is terrible. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? So new people that maybe didn't experience Aaron Rodgers Tuesday last year got a chance to experience it this year. And they still have the thought that, oh, this guy's a prima donna prick or mm, whatever. Right. So I got a lot of those tweets yesterday because there was like 40,000 people watching at one point mm, yesterday. No big deal. Day after Labor Day. Season hasn't even started. <laughs> no huh. big deal. Mm-hmm. Check other people's live numbers when they go live. That's awesome. They're helping us out though because the big deals they're signing is inevitably going to make our deal colossal. <laughs> um, but Aaron is a, a legend obviously. Incredible at football. And When he sits down and chats with us I feel like we learn so much. Mentally he seems to be at the same exact state he was last year which was body feels good. He's happy. He's at ease. He enjoys Matt LaFleur. He enjoys his teammates. He enjoys the offense. And this might be a year where he's saying fuck everybody and I can't wait to watch this whole thing. I'm excited for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday's You. Have asked an incredible question for a little bit of
0: yeah well you know I mean I haven't yeah, talked to him in a while true I said hey listen I don't want you to throw anybody under the bus or throw you under, did you said yeah I'll you know, do the burying. so I was kind of giving him the out hey I'm not expecting you to throw anyone under the bus but a lot of us were hoping you know which that, by the
1: way is my question tactic and a lot of people say I get a bit wordy but then they listen to the show a little bit and they're like oh this is what he's doing I'm giving the bullshit canned answer so they can't give it. Yep. Okay, so when I ask a question, you'll hear me do this, and I've done this my entire life to everybody, and people hate it early, but then they realize that if you stick with me why I'm doing it, I am explaining the answer that he could give just to get out of it when I'm asking somebody a question. We know that, and then I'll go into the bullshit, and then I put it on him. And what you see from some people that maybe have never been on the show before, they'll sit, digest that whole thing, and they'll say, well fuck, I can't just say what he just said, I have to give a different answer (laughs) Mm -hmm. now. And normally we find that there's a little bit of a deeper answer Coming from people Right I think I I take a lot of pride In how we chat with people I think we get a lot of out, of, out of people Aaron Rodgers yesterday Gave us a, a Zen life quote uh-huh. His mindset Breaks down how he feels I mean it is Unbelievable He is one of the Smartest humans I've ever talked to And we started A fucking book club
0: Yeah about Dispelled it? a huge rumor That had been going on For you know A, a long time now And what was like A pivotal piece And the kind of like The fracturing of the Relationships Yeah it never fucking Happened you I know? am so excited for
1: I think yesterday last night I was scrolling through the internet and reaction to it and I enjoy it and I am somebody that does you know I look at my mentions like I, I am somebody that goes through I think you have to by the way if you're somebody that doesn't how do you have any idea or pulse of what people are feeling or reacting to what you're doing, how you're doing it? Maybe a little criticism from people. Now, you can't take one tweet and be like, okay, this person's right. But if it becomes a constant, maybe it's like, all right, maybe I gotta look in the mirror a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't work for a network, obviously, and I assume the executives in the suits tell people that. For me, it's just I wanna listen to the people, you know? Yeah. Yesterday's reaction, we sold fucking books yesterday. But yeah. I, I don't know the depth of a lot <laughs> of shows. We fucking moved books yesterday. Yeah. That's wow. what I saw on Twitter. People were screenshotting The Alchemist. Uh, the author put it up, I think, actually. Yeah. And we're going to be releasing a shirt for the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. Obviously, that is very elementary design. We pieced it together as quickly as possible. But all proceeds will go to a reader advocacy program slash programs of Aaron's choosing. Okay, so we are, and by we, I mean me. I am an open book about the fact that I've never opened a book. Sure. Okay? I'm not. I mean, at this point, I am kind of proud of it. I don't know how many people can make it this far mm-hmm. through college, through school, be all academic on some things without ever actually reading a book, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I just always had ADD. Mm-hmm. I was always too quick. I can't do it. Who's got the time? Is there a TV show? Is there a movie? I'll do that. Now, I spend my entire life reading on Twitter now. I feel like I'm a, an above average reader if I have to, but when it comes to books, I have a tough time retaining it for whatever reason. I just, I, the movie, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can predict it. I can remember it. I can put myself in there. Never in a book. Yesterday was really cool to fucking see just how many people out there appreciated Aaron Push and reading again, yeah. how many people responded to it, how many people bought The Alchemist. My wife already has it. She was halfway done reading it, I guess. I'm like, okay, so in the house, we already have this <laughs> thing. I'm excited to be a part of a book club. And by that, I mean, I'm going to maybe open the first couple pages and see if this thing gets me hooked. Okay. Here we go. Maybe at the age of 34. I will read my first book. And if Aaron Rodgers tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm not the only one. I saw a lot of people buying this book yesterday. This is very cool. Buy the shirt store.patmagfeeshow.com or you can wait till tomorrow where 20% will be off the entire store because it's the NFL kickoff Sunday. Now, granted, if you buy for 20% off tomorrow, not today, you are shorting the reader advocacy programs out of 20%. Right. Something to think about. So if you're a fucking asshole reader, I mean, maybe you wait for the 20%. Yeah. Anyways, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate everything that happened yesterday. Can't wait for the season to get started tomorrow at Boston. Connor, you have only gotten louder and louder about your faith in Mac Jones. Mac Jones is doing interviews. He's giving out great quotes. We'll talk about him a lot today. How does it feel to know that Mac Jones does seem like a legit guy, too, not just a football player, but he seems like he's a fucking guy you can actually be like, oh, I'd like to be friends with that guy. That guy seems like a guy that is cool. Oh, this is going to be a cool guy to represent the Patriots if he doesn't suck, obviously.
2: Yeah, if he doesn't suck, which you want, I think we can all you know, come to that conclusion. But yeah- yeah, it feels like I'm going into my first NFL season again. It doesn't feel like, you know, this is year 26. It feels like this is year one. This is a brand new team. New defense. Hightower's back. Everybody's back. It's not just Mac. It's the entire team is just like a completely new animal, new death star, if you will, that we haven't really
1: seen before. Pat. And they say new teams, they take a little bit to get together. Dolphins, you know, they're ready to fucking do damage. That's you know. right. That's right. And remember, this is the authority on Dolphins fan base on uh-huh. the uh, show.
2: That's right. Left tackle. out. Oh yeah, COVID, COVID,
1: COVID, COVID, COVID. yeah, sorry.
2: On. That'll be interesting. Can we
1: pull up the COVID rules, by the way? Because we actually had these written yeah. out. So this is what every fan needs to realize, because I think this is going to happen throughout the season, maybe even more than last year. And we talked earlier in the week about this. Now that humans are out and about, we've all seen it, there's going to be happen interactions. Like, for instance, how I might have got COVID is via a delivery person, maybe a DoorDash driver, maybe somebody that walked by, a mailman maybe. Mm-hmm. Like Who knows how the hell I got it? Those situations are going to happen in a much more abundant fashion because people are going to be out and about. So although last year the guys had testing every single day and they were locked down and there was no vaccine available and there, I mean, that's been a whole conversation obviously, Mm. but there is just all this. I I think it's going to be maybe a bigger impact this year on players missing. We already see Zach Martin probably going to be out tomorrow night, even though Jerry Jones said, if we can produce two negative fucking tests for that guy, (laughs) our, our team is officially the most valuable sports franchise on earth. $6.9 $6.9 billion. The average NFL franchise is worth $3.5 billion. My fucking team, six <laughs> I'm not good at math, but that's damn near double, ain't it? That's <laughs> oh, 200% geez. of what every other fucking guy could do, could do, family could do, woman could do. Whatever the case in ownership, my, uh, my team's worth more than everybody. Hey, Manchester United just bought back fucking Christian Renault, Cool. <laughs> Did Leo Messi just go to PSG? Cool. Great for Paris. Those teams can't suck my team's dick. Uh -uh. Couldn't hold my junk. This came out via Sportico, the top 10 most valuable NFL franchises, the Dallas Cowboys, $6.92 billion.
0: Damn.
1: New England Patriots, $5.35 billion. Billion dollars. Los Angeles Rams, four point six eight billion dollars. They spent more than that on the stadium. Oh yeah, double. They, they spent more than that on, and the projections were much less than that. I mean, that Kroenke owns like fifty five teams or whatever. Yeah. I think he, had, who knows. Giants, four point six three billion. Niners, four point two seven billion. Washington Football Team, team with no name. Although the same eight names that were released months ago mm-hmm. that had the three finalists in them were re released via the right. Adam Schefter podcast the right. other day from Tanya?
0: Yes. Yeah, Snyder. 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 Mm -hmm. Owner's wife. I believe Mm -hmm. so.
1: Smart move by the Washington football team to get Dan the fuck out of the driver's seat Mm -hmm. when it comes to PR. Yeah. Hey, you've done enough. Okay. Sit down. You've done Mm -hmm. enough. Let's get your wife, who seems to be a
0: very... What's that? Wow. I mean, I'm guessing she... She knows what Dan Snyder's been doing, so oh, I don't know if he's oh, just.
1: Suggest- she might have read these exposés and, and learned a lot about what her husband's been up to with her, his little football team as well. Maybe she's yeah. still with him. Yeah, she she's been putting up with a lot. Can you put the uh, can you put the thing back up? Four point two five billion dollars. It's not easy to get divorces whenever you are an owner of <laughs> wow. something that's four point two five billion dollars.
0: True. I think that Bezos. is something
1: that has happened through the pet. You know, Mrs. Bezos was able to do it. Married a science teacher, I guess. That's right. Yeah. The luckiest science teacher in the goddamn planet. He had great chemistry. Lucky okay, so you had love. What are you talking it's not about? Not a lot of money. It's dude. about love. Sure, dude. I'm just saying you so fucking sometimes. scumbag. I'm, I'm saying better person than you. Are. No, you're not a better person. I am. Than you. I don't want to get involved uh, in politics, uh, No, but you're just saying the science teacher. So you why? Because because he found his love of his life. Yeah, and, I'm and saying she was able to find somebody that doesn't want to you know get scientists to reverse aging and actually care about her yeah. and love her. Is that is that what you're saying? I'm saying it's
2: lucky to find love in a sixty three billion dollar purse. That's all. I'm I'm saying Jeez. You you have no idea what love wow. is. So- no, I don't. Except <laughs> I love the Patriots.
1: Anyways, Dallas Cap. <laughs> Goddamn and right.
3: the goddamn United States of
2: America. Hell yeah.
1: You ain't ever getting a divorce either with them. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'll, r- to the game, I'll ride
2: with them through 10
1: Dan Snyders if I have to. <laughs> what I'm saying is the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in sports. They're double worth, double the worth of the average of every other NFL team. $6.92 billion. And their best football player they couldn't keep out of this thing. So with that being said, like COVID took out Zach Martin for the first opening game, which is going to have so many eyes on it. It's been marked. Forever, The stadium's going to be filled. Tom Brady's, I mean, there's, it's massive. And their best football player, both out of Zeke's mouth and Jerry Jones' mouth, is not available because of Uncle COVID. Let's assume that's going to continue to happen. It's happening in the Dolphins. Here are the rules. Unvaccinated players who test positive are out 10 days. See, that's yeah. it. That's a long time, depending upon when those 10 days start. Yeah. That's potentially two to three games if it's a Thursday night football game right. there mm. as well. Yeah, I think it could time out to be three yeah. games, potentially. On Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh. No, could be three games, right? No, no, no. Yeah, only could be two pa- games. Yeah. Two, yeah. Sunday, Thursday, Thursday. You can miss. Yeah, but isn't there Sunday. always some team that comes out and bitches about having three games? And it's
0: always like twenty days or yeah, something. I like, was raving like, yeah. sixteen days. I guess is nah. I was gonna well, say like week of sick. Thanksgiving maybe if you went.
1: Anyway, so unvaccinated players who test positive are out two games. Okay, let's assume yeah. it's going to be two games. <laughs> Vaccinated players can return if they're symptom-free and produce two negative tests 24 hours apart from each other. Unvaccinated players who test positive are out 10 days. Regardless, unvaccinated players who are close contacts are out for five days. Oh, Remember, this is that re-entry process Cam, thing as Cole well. Beasley. Yeah, I don't know if it was because Cam was around anybody, but I think it's the same exact process as missing a test mm-hmm. if you are an unvaccinated player. Uh, you will not miss time, but be subject to daily testing if you are vaccinated because that's the rules they're coming back into that. J.C. Tredder, the head of the NFLPA, put a tweet out yesterday. He said, last year we were able to get through the season because of daily testing and all the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. He laid out why the NFLPA is looking for daily testing again so it can stop the spread or whatever. Uh, obviously, that's what they're looking for. And then he also said, and we did not fucking say shit about the taunting penalty <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the NFL came out and said the NFLPA was actually the ones asking us about the taunting penalty. What a great narrative spin. And the NFLPA, once again, no PR, did not come out and fight that immediately. So it actually started making its rounds around people. And I assume a lot of people who read that think to themselves, oh, the players are the ones doing one taunting." So this isn't the no fun league. This is actually the players or whatever. And JC Trenner, the head of the thing, said in his post about the daily testing, he wanted to make sure he got clear. Also, we didn't do the taunting thing. This is all bullshit out there. Which we have to remember with every piece of information we get, including contract negotiations, where numbers are at, what's happening. uh, And that turns to the COVID Cowboy at uh-huh. Tom Diggs. <laughs> TJ Watt, their practice started two minutes ago. Uh-oh. Is he on the field? Is he flying around? Because in the middle of negotiations, he's had a hold in because you can't hold out because it's a $50,000 a day fine, basically, with the new CBA. Makes it impossible for you to not go to the building. He has gone to the building, done individual drills, but has done absolutely nothing else. People are saying if a deal isn't done, he might miss this weekend. You guys can't with two rookies on the offensive line mm. and your defense is going to have to win some games. You can't be missing TJ T.J. fucking no. what? Ben Roethlisberger just said, hey, pay the guy whatever the hell he wants. The reason why I said, I'm going to pay cut. I'm not pay cut. I'm not play football with Steelers. So they can pay guys like T.J. What's going on over there in Pittsburgh? Coach Tomlin was on the first take this morning. Loved him. He said, I... I don't talk about numbers, all right? I, I, that is way. That ain't what my job is. I'm just doing my thing there. Tomlin's not going to be happy if he doesn't have fucking T.J. Watt, the oh. guy who gets introduced last coming yeah. onto the field, <laughs> the man who has been Defensive Player of the Year conversation the last couple of years. You guys have to keep T.J. Watt, don't you? What's going on? Get the deal done in Pittsburgh already. Tomlin
3: did say yes, sir, that he is confident the deal is going to get done. So when Mike Tomlin says that, I believe in Mike Tomlin. I also believe in seven because seven is my savior. If seven says that the Steelers need to play, pay TJ Watt, the Steelers need to pay fucking TJ Watt, okay? Yeah. And there's the uh, a lot of rumors, not a lot of rumors, a lot of reports going around that the Steelers do not negotiate after the season starts. It's that they won't start negotia- negotiations after the season starts. So, hey, don't finish. As long as negotiations have already started before the
1: season. Hey, this is like the last play of the game doesn't matter when zero it's, Exactly. Has a uh-huh. play started or not. Are we doing the annexation of Puerto Rico? Is this a 75-second play? Who cares? The negotiations have already started. It doesn't matter. It'll get
3: done. It's just it's just all about guaranteed money at this point. They know what the average per year has to be because everyone else has already been paid. It's going to be a little bit above Bosa. It's just what's the guaranteed money going to be and how is he getting it?
1: Plus, they should already know what the guaranteed money is, too, because Bosa's deal just well, got done. So they should that, already know. Well, that. So as that's as something this, that should— as
3: this great— Organization has done for years and years and years. They don't guarantee past oh, year. Oh, so run. this is
1: what Aaron was saying yesterday. For a lot of things, people just do stuff because that's the way stuff has been done for a long time. He even referenced when he asked Mike McCarthy why they were doing something in the office. Oh, they've been doing this since the easy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike McCarthy was able to change. It's kind of how business run. And, and, you know, I think there is a, I don't want to say a little bit of a, an awakening. Who? Maybe. Nah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty deep. But I feel like we all have much more information now about a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, we know what life could be like with a pissed off player who's very good who could go elsewhere. Why are we going to rely on our archaic thoughts in a much different world with much different humans? Is what I would say back to the Steelers who say uh, we all would guarantee first year. It's like, well, we're in a much different fucking time now with a lot of different medicine and uh, uh, examples of that fucking player is over yeah. and uh, T.J. Watt is a great player and we've learned in our society now that we're in. Like, hey, just want, let's just keep the guy in the building. It, it's not easy to find a replacement. For TJ, I mean, I just feel like sometimes you got to get up with the times, and you can't just rely on oh, we've always done this. But growing up in Pittsburgh, the have basically always been fucking good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So well, it's, it's well probably said. hard for them to look in the mirror and be like, oh, we need to do something completely differently. Although the world is changing right in front of us in all different ways.
3: Well, i say is if he does want to leave, yeah, he's under, under under contract this year. Can franchise him next year. Ooh. Can franchise him the year after that. He's with us for the next three years, whether he likes
1: it or not. He's yeah. gonna... Hey, he's not going to do this. He's not going to do that thing. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, you franchise him. He's not – by the way, whenever you introduce him last, he's not getting the the fans excited. No. uh Uh-uh, not anymore. Ben's last again. That's what he's doing. That's fine. That's what he's going to do. He's just going to – outside linebacker. (laughs) He's just going to walk out, maybe even, to all of Pittsburgh. He wants to go heel as long as he's getting sacks. I don't give a fuck. No, you think he's going to get sacks if he's getting franchised that two years in a row? No way.
2: pancake me. No way.
3: Yeah. That's not
2: happening. Hey, listen,
1: I'll lay down. Don't worry. (laughs) The Watt family lays
3: down for no one, and we're Uh, seeing that right now.
1: You're right. I mean, that's what they're doing right now.
3: His brother got named captain, so that's... Well, we we knew that
1: was going to happen. J.J. Watt's captain. got an
3: Unretired goddamn number for the guy. Derek Watt is the captain of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year.
1: Oh, for special teams? Yeah. Let's go, dude. Okay. Hey, Derek Watt, he'll fucking quit, too. You don't pay his brother. That's That's right. Hey. (laughs) Let him know. He needs to let them know, maybe. And we just went through all those coronavirus uh, protocols the NFL has. Mm -hmm. We have one as well. You must be away for a certain amount of days. Mm -hmm. No symptoms. Multiple negative tests. Ladies and gentlemen, it is great to have back in studio a man who's a survivor, a fighter, the Canadian cowboy, Bubba Gump. Yeah! Proud of you, bud. What a run. Hey, when you're on house arrest, it's a fucking nightmare, isn't it?
4: Well... Almost, probably just over a year ago, I had to go back to a country where I was locked down for a year, not being able to be here. So, maybe a little PTSD.
1: Oh, whenever you're getting locked in that apartment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I never think I needed a house or wanted a big house. Yeah, uh, maybe.
1: Yeah, if the world gets shut down again, which I don't think the humans are gonna let it happen again, by the way, just from no watching way. around this past weekend. Oh, no I don't way. think that's gonna happen again. I'm There's gonna be some Cold doctors stain. maybe <laughs> there's gonna be some doctors maybe screaming from the mountain tops and they need to do it again. I, I don't think and you can call us a bunch of fucking idiots. I don't think the idiots of us, the non doctorates of people, uh, the major- I don't think they're gonna go be I don't think they're gonna be signing up for that again. Yeah, I, I just no all, I don't think so. Uh, especially to the point, like, I, th- and I hate to reiterate this, but the house I grew up in, if I was locked in that house with my parents for any amount of time, we would have. Actually killed each other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are thinking to themselves, "I I should not be teaching my kid fucking fourth grade." <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I look at these problems. I have no idea what they are. I'll tell them the truth. You ain't never gonna need any of this shit, kid. But the, the whole thing of the lockdown in the 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 seclusion, yeah. right? I mean, you got lonely in there. Yeah. And then once you come back out in the public, you feel like everybody's looking at you. Like, it is a weird thing to do that. Congratulations on getting Thank too you, there you. Thank, go. thank you, Doris. The beard looks phenomenal. I, you've been bashing it a lot. You need to oh, relax. Yeah. You have an incredible beard, dude. You, I think maybe you're just staring at yourself in that apartment too much. The beard looks good still. Don't, Don't worry do something about about it. way too grab.
4: much time alone with me and my brain and my beard. I, it never needs to happen again. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you. Well,
1: and you do not need to shave that thing. No. He had a Wilson ball, too. Maybe
4: tidied it up a little we bit. We watched what
1: happened.
3: Kelsey watched what happened. Did you see Dustin Johnson this weekend when he shaved his beard? Oh, my God. We don't need you on that list. Hey,
1: the whites <laughs> The whites have a vastly different look whenever they change their facial decoration. Okay. For instance, mm-hmm. Ty's a completely different human right now with that mm-hmm. mustache. Awesome. It looks fantastic. Thank I hope you. we keep it all year. Maybe you get tired of it, though, and you change it. And when he shaves that, by the way, he's going to come in and we're going to say, Oh, shit, Ty, something happened to your face. And that we can't have that happen. No, it,
4: I can't do it. I'd be look like an absolute pinhead. No, jumpy. Oh, ball. I oh, do it. No, tidy it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, you do what you got to do. The haircut thing is a problem. I mean, I haven't got a haircut in like four weeks. This thing is getting it's real flowing. Hot. flowing.
2: Yeah, yeah, keep it going. Keep no, going. No,
1: no, no. We got to do something with it because mm-hmm. it just looks like my head is just fucking running away from me. No, no, Yeah, That's what it looks, it looks like. It I'm always head. running in one direction. No. Shout to Dana White for sending us that fight machine. He said he was going to play by our send, by the way. Broke a good sweat. Nowhere near as good as the uh, Oculus virtual reality thing, but yeah. it is nice to put hands on actual things. A lot of people were judging my technique in that video. Yeah. I want to let them know I had no gloves on. There was no way I was going to punch metal. No, no, ah. no. You know, from punch. everybody's like, yo, you're supposed to punch cross. It's like, Okay. You come fucking throw a right yeah. hook with the, the way you saw that thing was put together with metal in the back. I have no idea how deep that pad is. Let me get some gloves on. I'll start.
0: Don't need it. you breaking both your hands on your first run on the thing. Bingo. You come know. On. I
1: mean, as I was punching that thing, by the way, I was thinking to myself. I'm putting a lot of fucking faith in these pad makers. Yeah, because you're staring at a massive metal thing that's going right into your hand. It's like a
0: tackling sled. It it's really like is it's a sled. and if you hit that thing wrong, you are going to break every single bone in your hand
1: and your leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, kicking cool. I almost busted the screen. Yeah. Shout out to dates. great work. <laughs> yeah, sweet Incredible. thing's awesome. Shout out to you, Dana. Thank Dana. you. Dana. 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 a lot of people on the internet tell me that my footwork and my form was terrible. I need to use my hips. Send me on one of those machines that tells you how hard the thing is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Catch me inside of on one of those. Yes, catch me in a bar, <laughs> all right, with one of those things on there. And I guarantee your entire crew of people is going to want to fight me because the way I'm going to walk over, do it, and I'm going to walk out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set the course record every single time. It has literally never happened to me where I haven't walked out of one of those things with the course record. You can ask literally any human that's ever been with me. It makes no sense. It pisses people off to no end. It is not good to be in those bars. And normally, I just try to stay away from it, actually, because you know exactly what's going to happen, especially... Where I, you know, West Virginia, you got some good old boys and some of those things. Oh, yeah, I bet. And I got the utmost respect for the good old boys of our world. But when, when you got some lippers in there and some PBR flowing and a crew has kind of staked claim on that thing and they're all punching it and then they celebrate, oh, and then you walk over and you dunk on their score and then walk away. Dressed how I normally am dressed, acting how I normally act there's
0: a lot of problems that normally you think you're pretty fucking tough huh
1: yeah a guy named bearded chubster in my instagram comments actually say your footwork yikes or something like that i'm like hey bearded chubster i would move your face (laughs) off of your body (laughs) okay i just want to let you know it's just like in golf everybody talks about my hips or whatever like maybe i just so happen to have the quickest hip activation Mm -hmm. that that there is you know because these hips by the way explode I punted, like that is literally what you do. I'm not that flexible. I feel like my shit maybe operates a little differently. I, I felt really good on that machine. And I need to hear what like, the records are on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Because I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, will the Oculus boxing Translate. And my performance in alleged drunk fights, sure. bar fights, will that translate into a walk-in trained ring fight? Because I'm seeing some of these events and they look fucking awesome. I mean, could you imagine walking to a ring like about to fight somebody, like a gladiator, mm-hmm. like that? I think I'm gonna have to experience that at least one time. My wife is not happy to hear this, but this is something that I, I did, did come it. through coke. Have to. I have to experience that, where you walk out. And whether it's mixed martial arts, okay if anybody's going to get into that at some point or if it's boxing or whatever because I'm okay if we're going to take a little tackle ground and pound kick game, yeah. game. Like Utilize
0: those I'm okay
1: with all of that yeah. but I think I have come to the decision now this is pre any training in real life I have to find out whether or not I'll be surprisingly good at something privately before I go public with it and put a performance on but I think in the fight game like the only way to do that is what is got to go to a local place and just maybe yeah. get my fucking ass beat right yeah got to All right, I don't have time for that. We'll put that back a couple years. (laughs) We'll put that back a couple years. Uh, We have some breaking news here 30 minutes into this beautiful Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. Carson Wentz officially playing for the Indianapolis. Okay. Via Ian Rappaport, the Colts QB, Carson Wentz will be a full participant today in practice. Coach Frank Reich told reporters he'll be on the field in week one. An impressive recovery, to say the least, rap sheet. Not only did he have that broken foot from high school that they had to do surgery on that projected him five to 12 weeks out, he was back in like two weeks. Somehow, no boot, no nothing, just walking around doing his thing. COVID situation. Is going to remain a situation just like with Zach Martin, just like with the tackle from the Miami Dolphins, and other players that this is going to happen to. But right now, I can state clearly: Carson Wentz and Colts taking field against Seattle Seahawks here at Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil Stadium sold out. Jim Mercy actually said he's adding yep. comfortable folding chairs yeah. so he can pack more people into that <laughs> fucking oil can. We are going to go bananas this weekend, and Russell Wilson's going to be wishing that they traded him to the Chicago fucking Bears whenever Darius Leonard is. Fucking dancing on top of him. Yeah. DeForest Buckner's picking up that offensive line that Russell Wilson buried this offseason. Yeah. Quiddy Pay's coming off the edge. You're talking about a defense. Kenny Moe's going to be locked on. Absolutely. Carl Wentz just beat fucking a broken foot surgery uh, and synopsis and never, and COVID all by his damn self. He's getting shots from Howie fucking Roseman in Philadelphia yeah. at him. Howie Roseman, stooge from Philadelphia that blew up an entire team and basically has set Philadelphia Eagles fans back in the time before they even won the Super Bowl which wasn't that long ago Howie Rosen comes out and said "Oh, no, we love Carson classic Ty Schmidt we love Carson okay uh but we played four playoff games, and we needed our backup in every single one. It's like, oh, whoa. whoa. That's via Mike uh, K at Mike underscore A underscore K. Uh, he loves Jalen Hurts. He can play, and he can win. And then the Carson shot across the bow. Carson had to hear that. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. oh yeah. So you're oh, telling yeah. me Carson wow. had just broke had beat that broken? Hey, you're right. He might not because he's probably out there on his bobcat. But I'm just and saying somebody true. needs to relay the message to him that shots were fired from the general manager mm-hmm. that traded you away. Same guy that paid you 100-some million dollars just a couple years ago. Oh, by the way, let's go ahead and know that the Indianapolis Colts clear clear cover this weekend over the Seattle Seahawks, mm. especially three and with me hitting the anvil. Yeah, at Boston. Connor was talking a little recklessly earlier today. Your thoughts on why Russell fucking Wilson's coming into this thing that they're packing more seats into with me swinging that? Hopefully, it's a little bit bigger. This mm-hmm. Holy well, sledgehammer. I mean, the first yeah. time I did it.
5: A little anvil. I thought you had that other thing. Take your there. ukulele. Yeah, that, that oh, thing.
1: Shalali. Shalali, dude. dude. Ukulele. What is your deal I want to know if you want to play some ukulele before dude. you hit the hammer. Ukulele. You can me. Ukulele. And you can pay me. I got a little bit tar called a lady. When I strum it, and the moist hits my lady Cause a ukulele, shulele, la Is the thing that people be Anyways, it's a fucking ukulele, dude. Okay. okay, have a little respect for the Irish.
3: I know what that is. I was saying you should break a ukulele as well and do that before you hit the hammer. No, I do believe
1: they are going to give you the microphone, so I'm going to be cut kind a of promo. And I think Here I'm going to say exactly what I just said. But I believe Seahawks fans are saying to themselves, "You think what? Russell Wilson is just Russell Wilson." And is that your thoughts? Look,
2: I, I don't know about the Seahawks, but I do know one thing: that T. Y. Hilton is going to be playing uh, for the Colts on Sunday. And sure, play. you know, Carl Wentz, great O line, great. And who knows, actually, with the uh, whole protocols, Jonathan Taylor, the running back room great but they have nobody to throw the goddamn ball to. And I respect Carson Wentz and Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman with dude. his one touchdown, three catches, and 20 yards last year. I respect it. Paris Campbell coming back wearing the number one. It's unbelievable. But with that being said, Russell Wilson's a damn good football player. DK Metcalf, Lockett, they got some good guys. I saw Chris Carson basically doing hip hops with like 800 pounds
1: on his shoulders. Look. Yeah, I saw Tommaso Ciampa do it too for the NXT. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. But, you so, know, that's
2: one thing. The other one is going to be getting the ball from Russell Wilson. I just think, especially after what you said about the whole drama this offseason, they're going to let Russell do more than just Cook. He's going to do a lot on Sunday, and I just... Unfortunately, do not see the Colts starting off one and zero. And let's remember last year they started with the Jaguars, and that was a layup win, and that was out. You know, that was a seven point spread, and uh, yeah, Joe Dirt, Joe Dirt, and the boys, six, yeah, yeah, took it to him. So is I'm, he
1: still on the team, by the way, that guy?
2: Oh yeah, I believe he got the C on his chest this year. Joe Dirt does? I have no idea. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm a better person than you are. And how about this? If the Colts win, I'll wear one of these little number one Mac, McAfee jerseys on the uh, on Monday. And then if the Colts lose, why
1: don't you throw on that Mac Jones tarp for Monday? So you're taking the Seattle Seahawks yes. for your bet for me to wear a Mac Jones. No. You're have goddamn to, right. Patriots, Get the have to win or Patriots would have to beat as well, win as well. Patriots have to cover, yeah. Oh. Have to win. What is the spread in the game? Three three. now.
2: I got it at two and a half, so I don't know how you want to do that. (laughs) Hey, lines are moving,
1: by the way. Uh, It seems like whatever the line is, whenever the game kicks off. Uh, The Dolphins fans are awesome, by the way, Gumpy. I mean, we never understood how you could have been a Dolphins fan from the north left and how much you love football. Why would you choose the furthest possible team away that doesn't have any success for a long time to be your team? And you just love them. I realized on Twitter a couple of, uh, what was that? a few days ago, I mm-hmm, guess, yeah. there's a lot of Dolphins fans out there. I had no idea that was the case. I hope the Dolphins are good. Hey, sure. I hope the Dolphins go in there with Tua, revamped offense and everything, and take it to the Patriots. But you you have a little fear? Or no. You think they're, uh, what do you think the team's going to be like? I'm the thing
4: about the Dolphins fans, they attack their own as well. <laughs> oh, you got wow. crushed? Oh, I got crushed all year last year because of Tua and Fitzy, but. It
1: seems like they're, not, I mean, I like the fact that they're not really like a reasonable bunch. Yeah. I, I actually appreciate. That. Like, mm-hmm. I wish there was more fan bases that were not uh, reasonable. But for instance, like the Patriots fans, right. so they are not reasonable at all. The Dolphins ones are not at all. But man, if you guys get smacked by the Patriots, are you automatically gonna think, oh no, we suck again? Or if you get a win, are you gonna say, hey, fucking A, or the Dolphins all the way back? Will there be a massive overreaction on the other side? Which there should be, by the way. I would be.
4: I think either way, the way the offense is set up, if the Patriots stop Tua, Tua looks like shit. They have to stick with the game plan and go with it again. Like, don't change everything. Bill, if anyone's going to stop Tua and your offense, it's Bill. And, I mean, yeah. if they trade and get rid of Tua and don't give him a chance, could be a full Rob Lowe operation here.
1: Oh, you're just going to put the NFL thing.
4: I'll be a fan of the league.
1: Hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah, give me the sh- go, go, Shield. Go, no, Shield. No, the Dolphins fans are going to bury you now for saying, oh, Gump, we've sucked since 1984. Now you're going to yeah. give up or whatever. But it, it does feel like... As the Dolphins were taking steps forward, seemed like all hell kind of broke loose. They still got that stud defense, even though they're paying for a guy to play for the Patriots, right? He was a veteran who uh, got, got deburred by Josh Allen. That's what I was told by the Dolphins fans. Oh, like, yeah. Right? Sure. I wonder if off the field he was doing anything maybe more as a veteran who's won a couple Super Bowls and everything like That's why b brought him in. But what the fuck did happen? But what just, did happen with that situation? Have we found out?
4: No, it hasn't come out. But just, just give two of the year. You know what I mean? Like, all this Deshaun Watson bullshit— Give the guy a chance. Find out in a year if he's good or not. You're in such a rush to start him last year over Fitzy. Now he's not the guy. Like Give him a year in an offense designed for him. Let's see how he does.
1: All right, let's get to a break. Connor, what you're saying is if the Seahawks win or cover? If the Seahawks, they're up to three. So we'll just
2: say both.
3: Since the Carl Wentz news, he is worth half a point. It's going to minus two and a half. So if the
2: Pats and Seahawks cover the spread of two and a half, both teams. All right. Then you gotta wear the Mac Jones jersey. Okay. And if the Colts win,
1: or cover, yeah. I'll wear a McAfee Colts jersey. Yeah, but like what I've realized is the McAfee Colts jersey isn't necessarily just a Colts jersey. I've seen a lot of fans of other teams wearing a McAfee Colts jersey. Okay. And you know, I wanna let them know, I appreciate the hell out of them. And the punter is the only position that mm-hmm. I got booed going on the field at home and cheered going on the field away. Yeah. Maybe he needs to wear a Carl Wentz jersey. Yeah, you got a Carl Wentz jersey back there? Somebody somewhere? Somebody in this city might. I don't, know, though. I don't know how we would get one of those. We'll just tape it on. All I right, know. so we'll change my jersey into a Carson Wentz. There we jersey. go. Tape one. Conti goes a Carl Wentz jersey. Oh no, he's number two. Yeah, so we'll just put the. What? He's not eleven? No, no. Pittman's eleven. Michael Pittman Jr. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Fucking touchdown scorer, dude. Have a little respect. That's right. I heard this morning on Good Morning Football.
3: That's <laughs> they did More touchdowns.
1: DeHop. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. That's Ooh. fantasy advice you can't get anywhere else. That's right. Ooh. God damn right. Who said Who's that? Who's having more touchdowns than DeAndre? I believe it was it, K, which we are fans of K, so I, don't wanna, I didn't want to necessarily... It wasn't Mike Robinson it? I don't think it was Mike Robinson, though. No. Which, by the way, unbelievable. They do have a segment called Hammer Time, though. Is that right? Yeah, I think they got Feel Good Friday. Uh, What's yeah. it He's called? Hammer Time.
4: Hammer Time. Time. They got a guy with a beard on there, yeah. pal. good. God, <laughs> nah, don't fucking start with this shit. again.
1: hey, uh, no, hey your artificial guy Stinks. survived COVID Stinks. too. Yeah. That's right. That's right.
4: I got the digital antibodies, pal.
1: <laughs> that was not actually Gumpy, though. For those, what? That are, no. yeah. Wait, that was not Gumpy. No, that sure. was a fake sure? Gumpy. I thought that was real Gumpy. No, that was deep fake Gumpy. And it's nice to know that deep fake Gumpy did survive COVID. It's true worried about Yeah, that. they got hammer time over here. Huh. It's a good segment. Time! What if they do start yelling at <laughs> Oh, that'd
0: be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: We didn't create that, no. by the way. Oh. I mean, hammer Don. Feel good Friday. I did start swinging the hammer yeah.
5: before everybody else. It's I mean,
1: right there. Yeah, it was right here. It's broken. This thing's been through a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when you broke that. Sad day. Yeah. But I think my Belgium. luck actually changed, too. Oh. My luck changed that day, too. uh uh-huh. Well, we taped it up and we got a shillelagh now. Yeah, don't hit that thing too
0: hard on your desk. You'll fucking break it in two.
1: What if we watch Good Morning Football and they're like with a shillelagh? <laughs> they just got like a big shillelagh out there. Well, they have the scepter. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Angry so Runs. I'm potentially... No, I wouldn't say... Hey, Angry Runs, by the way, survived off of taunting, didn't it? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. You run over five people, make it on a Kyle Brandt's Angry Run segment, which was a beautiful segment, by the way. Love yep. Kyle Brandt. Love Good Morning Actually love Good Morning. We watch Joe. it every day. This is not bullshit. But... A lot of that, how are you not going to flex on the fourth guy that you run over? Uh-huh. In Can't the re- do it. And the ref's going to be like, yeah, is that fun? Take back all of those yards. <laughs> Take them all back, pal. We ain't doing it. Let's see how that's policed, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully better than targeting. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills... Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction. Ooh. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh? Last a long time. Banging up,
2: banging up, banging bangin up. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: Pete Alonzo at the all yes. at the home run dirt. boom right.
4: dingers <laughs> Downtown.
1: Bingo. I am so thrilled to announce that every week we'll get a chance to chat with this guy about his thoughts of the NFL weekend that was and the NFL weekend that's about to happen. A man who coached for 33 years the game of football. Loves football, sweats football, bleeds football, sleeps football. The man has been there, done that. None of us expect him to remain retired, by the way, because of everything I just said. Uh, Peloton master, former head coach of mine, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Chuck LeBron. What's up, dude? How you guys doing? Hey, I kind of referenced this, and for the sake of our show, like uh, it's a segment. We even have a like a segment graphic. Look at this, Chuck. We made this. Let's go ahead and run that thing.
5: Look at that, wow. Chuck. We never do that. That is sw- that is sweet. Yeah,
1: we never do that. Okay, like we don't. Fully, we'll probably that never do that awesome. again. We'll probably never do that again, <laughs> but this is a real segment. Coaches up, Chuck. I'm so thankful for you doing it. We all know, though, that football guys like this retirement thing, you know, are you going to go back middle of the season? You're going to go have to consult some people because you're going to start getting the itch. You're going to start getting a little bit of drive to get back in there. Or are you fully enjoying retirement now and looking back on everything you accomplished in the football world?
5: No, I'm fully enjo- enjoying retirement, Pat. Uh, uh Great times uh, looking back on the career. But, you know, I just watch the TV, look at the news, Twitter, Instagram, this, that, and the other, and everything that these guys are dealing with right now. There's so much out there. I mean, if it was just about the relationships, the thing that you're going to miss is the relationships, the competition, game day, all that stuff. But as you know, there's a bunch of other bullshit that you got. (laughs) That is, by the way,
1: speaking of technology bullshit, yeah.
5: Uh, you cut, out, so, there. You you cut know, out there. You cut
1: out there. You
5: cut out there. Oh no! Oh, here we go again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this
1: isn't this isn't your fault. This is AJ Hawks. We'll call you back. Hang up. We'll call you Sorry, back. Sorry, Chuck. Um, you better be. But by the way, what he just said there, like that's why this segment's going to be awesome. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, and him being fully retired and not looking back is why this segment's going to be awesome because the coaches, okay. Fraternity is a really tight one because they know how much effort it is and everything and Chuck will never bury anybody he's a good person but he'll at least be able to speak about like the job and why and the house and everything like that and whenever he says something is he back no he's not Jesus Christ him and Tina are over there oh, <laughs> I absolutely rip shit hey the other day <laughs> we did a test with this Oh, we did a test with this the other day and you should have, his wife this has been an entire thing. <laughs> yeah, he cooks her head into the FaceTime. It's like classic couple that's been together for, I think they got married after like two weeks of knowing each other. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it's worked. That's awesome. Yeah, it's unbelievable. She is one of the coolest humans walking this earth. I mean, she would have to be obviously yeah. football coach, coach, coach special yeah. Chuck. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I thought
2: he called her coach at one point during that inaugural <laughs> face. Yeah. That day.
1: yeah. She kind of keeps the whole thing together, but Chuck talking about the bullshit, like that's the things I want to hear about from a head coach. Cause nobody ever dives into it because you're, yeah. you're lucky to be a coach. Right. And we all understand that. Like I was very lucky to be in the NFL. AJ was very lucky to be in the NFL, being a coach in the NFL. A lot of people's dream. We get it. But there is stuff that they have to deal with that you would think to yourself, oh, that would suck. Oh, they get paid. I get it. They get paid. But you, it's not just about football. It's about everything that happens in the world, especially with this COVID thing. So I'm excited to hear what happens with the COVID conference. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from his house with incredible internet. A.J. Hawk was draining it just a little bit ago. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Chuck yeah! up, Chuck! okay Chuck you're back you look great okay you said that if it was about the football and the relationships it wouldn't be a problem but as we all know it's all the bullshit let's talk about some of that right now these COVID protocols how do you think this is going to get managed by the coaches and what could you possibly do to make like Zach Martin Cowboys best player is out tomorrow because of the protocols left tackle for the Dolphins big deal out tomorrow uh, or out this weekend because of protocols against Patriots how would you handle that because You got to like treat people like men but also it's like that could derail an entire season right now chuck
5: no there's no doubt about it and and again i don't miss having to go in every single day and getting a q-tip stuck you know up my nose into my brain but (laughs) having to navigate the waters that these head coaches are going to have to navigate um general managers making sure your 53-man roster uh your practice squad you know the great thing is practice squad used to be eight players now that's 16 players so you can uh you can stack you know, your practice squad with some, with some extra guys, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, a nightmare because um, you're never, you're never going to know. You're going to trust your players to, you know, go home, do the right thing, uh, quarantine themselves, stay safe. But these guys all got families and they got kids going to school. So it's not, it's not you, know, uh, you know, if, it's when. It's going to happen. And so hopefully, you know, nobody runs into the problem the Broncos had a year ago uh with losing the whole quarterback room and all that bs you know and and a lot of that was brought on by themselves as we all know now the rest of the story but um it's going to be injuries are one thing it's hard enough to field a team and win a game on Sundays and now dealing with the with the protocols it's crazy
6: Chuck so we're we're looking at you know we're starting week 1 of the NFL right now are you as a coach like what was the most frustrating thing or the you you know what was the most difficult to handle like On week one, like you'd always say, say, oh, you never know what's going to happen. Craziness ensues and teams aren't really all in sync yet. What was the toughest thing for you, I think, to get your teams ready?
5: I think just dotting the I's and crossing the T's and make sure that from a situational standpoint, Pat knows... Um, we did a, a ton of mock situations through the preseason, through training camp. And you try to cover all your bases, offense, defense, special teams. But just that checklist uh, of all those things, it's one thing, you know, making sure that your team is healthy uh, and ready to go uh, for week one, uh, Sunday, Thursday, tomorrow, whatever. But um, there was just a litany of things that um, you know, especially for a first-time head coach, yeah. you know, sitting there and going through with your your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, you know, Midge coming in and, and driving me crazy. Uh, Pat, as you know, I mean, that's he's a nerv- nervous, nervous Nelly, Tommy <laughs> McMahon. He's out in Denver now. But, um, you know, and then, you know, deciding the, the uh, you know, 53 is one thing, but then deciding the 46, who's going to be up. And now you get 48 on game day. You know, you get two extra players, one being an offensive lineman. So I think, you know, managing uh, the roster and managing who is going to be up on game day. It's okay, tough.
1: okay, so let's, uh, the rookie head coaches, let's dive into that a little bit deeper because you got a chance to experience that. And our team, uh, whatever you were a rookie head coach, by the way, was ranked 32nd out of 32 NFL teams Ooh. by all things. It was actually on the back of our shirt, by the way. It had all the teams, and then our name was right down by our ass down here. It was, a, it was a full thing because that's literally how we were viewed and the roster was viewed, and obviously we just had Andrew Luck, which I think, you know, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on how Urban and Trevor will do this thing. But as a rookie head coach, day before, uh, let's say day before game, night before game, did you actually shit your paint? Were you nervous as hell because you had no idea what was going to expect? Or is all the experience of being an assistant coach and kind of feeling how the room was, did you have, obviously you have hope, but was there a lot of like, what the hell could happen tomorrow, the night before a game?
5: A lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety, I didn't. I didn't need a diaper, um, but but pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. You just don't want to screw the thing up. You know, you want to give your uh, your players and your team a, a chance in, in every situation to go out and, and play well. And just you don't want to screw that thing up. So you know, having having things organized, having things um, settled as far as you know, just replay. And making sure that you got somebody in the box that can manage the game, help you manage the game from a, from a down and distance, timeout situation, replay situation. Who's that guy going to be? That guy has to know those rules inside and out. Um, all those things. So, uh, yeah, these first year head coaches, you know, there's a bunch of things that's going through their mind right now. Um, they're going to go over their game plans one last time. Uh, offense, defense, special teams, their checklist, the situational stuff, the replay stuff, there's there's a ton of stuff. But I will say at the end of the day, all these guys are playing with house money right now too. So let it rip. Have fun. Go out there. Get your team ready to go. Um, you know, snot bubbles coming out the nose. Uh, go out and have fun and let those guys make your plan simple so that those guys can go play fast and have fun. And 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 go out and compete. And uh, again, you're playing with house money. Let it rip.
1: Yeah, nobody's expecting any of these rookie head coaches to fucking be Bill Belichick on game one. I, that is something I never even really thought about. Sorry about that. Go ahead, AJ.
6: Oh, Chuck. So we were just talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks and how they are absolutely set up for success to be better than they were last year. Like, is it just? It, People that are Bucks fans are a lot of people in the studio just think that they're just going to roll through their their regular season and win the Super Bowl again. Like how how possible do you think that is for them? We didn't give our predictions on Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. no, we didn't.
5: That yeah, you know, twenty two starters back, Tom Brady. It's easy to say, hey, yeah, you're going to roll right through, uh, you know, the NFC, make it to the conference championship game, get to the Super Bowl. But you got a huge bullseye on your chest now, you know, oh. and um, you know. Expectations can can do a lot of things to a lot of people. Now I don't expect we still together. Yeah. I don't expect this group, especially you know, bringing Tom Brady down there. That's a whole corporation in and of itself. So everybody's level of, of, of preparation, play, everything goes from like here to here, you know, out the roof. And so um, Bruce will do a great job managing all that stuff. As we know, uh, the coaching staff down there is experienced. They got. You know, great guys calling the uh, plays on offense and defense and special teams. And those guys know their players. The players know the coaches. They've been through this drill. So I think once you get out there um, and the ball, you roll out the ball and you kick that thing off and everything, the dust settles, I think this group uh, definitely has a chance to repeat. Hey, Chuck, listen
1: to this. There was teams that weren't interested in Tom Brady coming to their building when he became a free agency that, don't, that aren't set it like their quarterback position, allegedly. And I said to what you said like, you get Tom Brady in the building, accountability is high for everything. Athletic trainers, chefs, okay, chefs, uh, the bus drivers, by the way, the people that buy, equipment managers, you name it, everybody doesn't want to be the reason why. They don't win. I couldn't believe that some teams are like, eh, yeah, he's too old out there." That, that is crazy to me, Chuck. You need a guy. I mean, if you get a guy, you hang on to your guy forever. Aaron Rodgers, who comes on on Tuesday, you put. I mean, you got to hang up <laughs> yeah. the face that he just got caught on. I was going to talk to him about Aaron, you know, mm-hmm. and if he listened to Aaron Rodgers Tuesday talk yesterday and how Lafleur has always been the ally in this yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to hear Chuck's thoughts on, like, Matt LaFleur being the ally here and maybe even being a massive part of that whole thing sticking together for a long time at this point. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure on that,
0: Doug. Absolutely, and he kind of, I mean, it was probably tongue-in-cheek, but he said, you know, like, that was one of the reasons why he didn't want to go back to Chicago. It's like, hey, I'm sick and tired of having to prepare for Rodgers to come in and just rip my guts out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's just, so, yeah, it would be very interesting to see his, his take on on their relationship. AJ,
1: why'd you put your router in Chuck's house? Good God. Where's he, where does Chuck live? Do you know? Uh, he's got houses all over. He's fucking Chuck Pagano. Man. He's coaching <laughs> Miami. He's coaching Boise. He's coaching Montana. I think Baltimore. He's, Baltimore, Indy. UCLA. I think. I think he potentially. You know, he, he has he coached at UCLA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Back with us with the incredible internet, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Pagano. Yeah, hey, we'll power through. We'll power. We'll send hey, your so, router.
5: So hey, so full disclosure, I got three bars, full bars, everything. So like you, AJ, I know in the attic you're you're up top in the uh, in the castle there in Ohio. Um Appreciate we definitely that. gotta get somebody over to whatever building you're in, downtown Indy. Oh I got I got I got bars, I got everything, but yeah, no.
6: there, AJ, no. there,
1: you. No.
5: AJ, so I'm living in Boise, Idaho now. My first full time coaching job was here in nineteen eighty seven. I met my wife, Tina, we started dating in eighty eight, got married in eighty nine and oh. Uh, the rest is nice. history so I got the, to yeah reach. so boy, Boise <laughs> we dated two months I left town she came to East Carolina for a, a spring break sent her put her on a plane called her over the phone the next day asked her to marry me she said thankfully yes dad was a little skeptical <laughs> 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 well, uh, two months two months and then you leave town he's like I called from a payphone. I was recruiting in, in Winston-Salem North Carolina uh, and he he's like You gotta be shitting me. You You kids you kids don't even know each other. Boom. Hang up.
1: Hey, well, I'm happy it happened because you two are quite a tag team, a powerful tag team. And by the way, the coach's life, coach's wife, coach's family is maybe one of the most difficult positions on earth with the amount of hours and dedication and everything like that. The fact that you two and we got a chance to test it out in the, re- you know, the rehearsal call, uh-huh. love is still in the air. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, it's yeah. an inspiration, man. It's a very it's inspiring. So I appreciate you both. And I'm happy the dad didn't, you know, lock. Tina Don up there and say, no, you ain't going to no fucking bumfuck town in North Carolina with some Italian coach, all right? <laughs> that ain't happening. Uh, Chuck, let's get back to this, though. Uh, whenever you have a guy, and what you said about Tom Brady and how everybody's kind of building, and you have a lot of friends in that building, A lot, as do I, and everything that we thought was right there. When you have a guy, you gotta keep him. And we talked to you about Aaron Rodgers while the entire Aaron Rodgers situation was happening, but now we know even more. Aaron and Matt LaFleur are like, I think like best friends, almost to the point where I think LaFleur is a massive piece of why that he came back and everything happened there. Is that a pressure you feel? Do you think LaFleur is being told by Mark Murphy and Go- like, hey, uh, we need you to save our asses here. Is that just something that's like kind of naturally understood you think as a head coach and being the direct correspondent between front office and team? Is that like, is that a real pressure you have to kind of make everybody happy with Tomlin has to deal with TJ Watt's contract right now. I mean, that is some like shit you have to navigate, right?
5: No, you're, you're in charge of all that stuff. And, and Matt's the offensive caller and the play caller as well. And so, you know him being the first one out there. Who wants to lose Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? Are you kidding me? Damn right he was the first one out there with you know bourbon and whiskey and scotch in toe and tow. and probably an opus couple you know bottles of opus one. You know it wasn't cheap wine. Yeah, no way. You know? Not for Aaron's palate. Can't have that cheap no, shit. No two buck Chuck. But having <laughs> that guy, it's very very important. And so the head coach is always the guy that you know the whole building the owner, the GM, everybody is looking to the head coach, okay, fix this problem. Go make this thing right. We can't lose this guy, okay? We might have done this, this, and this, uh, you know, you may have come into my office a few times, Pat, and we had to, you know, get things calmed down. You know, I'm on my hands and knees, please don't go do what you're fixing to do in the locker room, You know? But remember that conversation, right?
1: Yeah, and some people are so, really lucky that I didn't, by the way, they're really lucky with the conversation. Oh we- my
5: God. <laughs> Remember he said, hey, just put the face on the ball. Yeah. That's what you're kicking today, right? Okay, so let's go to work. So <laughs> ah, I appreciate please. you taking taking the high road there. But um, anyway, you, I mean, Tom Brady coming in the building. I mean, Peyton Manning, you were with the sheriff. So you know firsthand exactly what that's like. And you're right. You don't want to be that guy. Don't be that guy. You don't want to let him down. You don't want to let anybody down but that guy. I mean, it's one thing. You drop a ball in practice and you don't know the, uh, the, the plays and how to get lined up and you're running the wrong routes, you're out. Give me a new wide receiver in there. You saw it, yeah. and they don't mess around. So from an accountability standpoint, part of being a great leader is being, a, being able to hold your peers accountable and daily, you know, day after day after day, and that's not easy, and a lot of people are scared of that.
2: Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Coach, I was wondering, Joe Thomas once said when he was with the Browns, every single year he would say, you know, this is the year we're going 16-0. Very confident. As a coach, would you have that same mindset every single year, or would you sometimes kind of look at the schedule and the team and kind of know, yeah, we're probably not going to be perfect this season?
5: Uh, Great question. I think every head coach goes in. um, I'm an eternal optimist. Pat will tell you that. You're never going to go in and say, hey, guys, (laughs) you know what? If, if we go 500 this year, I mean, it's going to be a great season, you know. <laughs> you know, right then and there, probably be the last time you address the, uh, the team in the, in the team room. Probably be packing your shit the next day. <laughs> um, but no, everybody, every head coach walks in, they got the trophy, they open up the suitcase, they got the white gloves on, they're showing the trophy. Everybody starts that way. Now, you guys know better than I know, all the pundits know, okay, who really has that opportunity. So you're going to tell that you're going to sell that, you know. Pat'll tell you when I got the the only reason I got that job in India is because the sheriff Peyton didn't play the year before, you know. And you had a bunch of quarterbacks on there, that, you know, we all know good guys and all that. But you're two and fourteen at the end of the day, yeah. and that's why you know Jim Caldwell's a hell of a football coach and took that team to a Super Bowl, and he, and he's out. You know, so that's the only reason that whole thing was blown up. And that first team meeting we had, Pat, there wasn't very many people in there. Well, you know, I think it, it was like
1: twenty. I think it was like twenty people in the entire team meeting room. Damn.
5: Legit. Because that was that was after the
1: offseason where I was getting texts and calls from my friends. They're like, don't answer your phone. They're cutting and firing everybody. They fired fucking Peyton Manning. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, they're cutting Peyton Manning. Okay, all right, good news. There was next to nobody, and this is Chuck, by the way. Okay, so now thinking back from your standpoint, <laughs> this is Chuck's first team meeting as a head coach, you know, in the NFL. Work working all these years to get this moment. You didn't get a chance to have a full house. That's unbelievable. I didn't even think about you talking to that little just like skeleton crowd that was in there, you crushed it though by the way you fucking came in and crushed it i want to let you know that
5: well i appreciate it you know what there's a bunch of guys in that room including yourself that um you just don't happen by happenstance you know end up in a you know nfl locker room on an nfl roster so there was a bunch of guys in there that now had the opportunity to fill in for for Peyton. Well, he was going to replace Peyton, but, well, Andrew Luck. So that was very lucky, um, so to speak, (laughs) that that that, that lined up. But Gary Brackett, Dallas Clark, Jeff Saturday, I mean, all those guys. But we talked about, hey, what, I said, what about, yeah, what about uh, the opportunity that that you now have, you know, to go out there and and go ball out and, and win yourself a job and show everybody in the world, yeah, I've been playing behind this guy, but I've done what I'm supposed to do. I prepared for this moment. And now I'm going to go let, I'm going to go take advantage of it.
1: I do love that every meeting. Okay. Sometimes it would get to the point where we're like, if Chuck comes in here with any of this positive bullshit, we are going to slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, he would come. It was a terrible game. I mean, just absolutely terrible game. And some, Chuck would address it. He would address the terrible. We'd have the plays, you know, do the whole thing. And then by the end of that meeting, he had everybody in there believing like, oh, we're never going to play like that again. Like, that is a massive part of being a coach, by the way. Like, the consummate motivator. That's why last year, when Anthony Lane told the Chargers, like, eh, it's probably not going to be it for us this year, boy and they still had a chance to make it in the playoffs. I was like, well, I... Just like you said, I don't want that guy speaking to my team ever in there. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty. As we continue to regain uh, service with Chuck,
0: Coach Pat has told us a bunch of stories about you know your locker room speeches or little quips that you've had. And by all counts, you're a great order. When you look up at uh, a guy like Nick Sirianni, who kind of <laughs> he he sounds like a doofus almost every time he talks oh, to geez. the media. Um, do you any time like at your in your first year? Did you think after like addressing the team or talking to the media, like oh shit, these guys are gonna think? i'm a complete moron like is that something you really had to work on as the season went on and do you think it matters or as long as you win like you know all that kind of stuff falls by the wayside
5: yeah um great another great question i, I think you always worry about i don't know poor connection again no you're good you're My good Lord. we can hear you we can hear you maybe it's idaho yeah i think
1: oh well you know <laughs> idaho. Did i lose you guys again no you're good can you hear us that's over that was a great question though thank you yeah because it was yeah it was a great question he actually said it was a great question pretty good l- little run there though without breaking up yeah, yeah. I love uh, Chuck Pagano. Yeah. And what he was referring to is I was going to explain a situation that had happened behind closed doors to the entire media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to do it. You know, I was, I was like, uh, what'd you say? Yeah, absolutely call him back. But I was going to do that. And I was like, Chuck, I'm fucking sick. I'm not, this is bullshit. This is amateur hour. This is not how we fucking do things around here. You have no idea the repercussions if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No, fuck this, dude. I, 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 this is humble. You, you know." And Chuck was like, "I, I do know. I do know. Okay, listen, but just think of the." think of everything that could happen it was amazing it was it was coaching by the way yeah that is actual Mm -hmm. coaching you know whenever I was in the middle of that thing and I think that's why everybody loves Chuck Chuck whenever you're speaking to the public or speaking to the team early did you have any moments where you were like oh these people are going to think I'm an absolute idiot because like Sirianni botched his open press conference which has then led to Ty's harshly judgment of it but did that ever happen for you and is that something you had to actively think about or you just went out there and shot from the hip
5: no, I, I think you've got to be yourself and you and be true to who you are, but you certainly don't wanna go uh, you know, screw things up and be a douchebag, you know, and every time every time you, you, you go on there, you know you guys do a segment and you get done with a segment and it's like you're looking for some affirmation okay how'd i do so i'm walking out of media press conferences and talking to avis and 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 conti and hey how do, how do you think it went how do you think i answered this how do you think i answer that and, and 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 a lot of times you know we worry too much about the media and we think they're all and they're not you know they're they're really not and i always said you know what you you know write about me what you say about me is really none of my business so you got to go up there you got to be yourself but you don't want to throw all up all over yourself either you know and you're always worried about the message because the message you know AJ knows that you know being in the locker room and listening to those head coaches that you played for you're always worried about the message you're always worried about coming up with something different and and a lot of times you don't need something different you know uh, you change it up here and there but just be true to yourself and, and speak from the damn gut and speak from the heart and 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 don't be a douchebag.
1: Yeah, authenticity is a big deal, especially in the NFL locker room. The NFL locker room can sense bullshit immediately coming out of somebody's mouth. And I think because you were so raw with us is why we all loved you so much. Uh, you're always a great orator, by the way, and I like the fact you just took a shot at the media. We have to take a break one minute from now. The first Coach <laughs> of Mo- coach Us Up uh, Chuck segment just wrapped Aside from a couple of tech issues on our end, allegedly, allegedly yes, fucking yeah. Idaho
6: and Ohio. Yeah, right, and, uh,
1: exactly. Aside from that, though, this was incredible. <laughs> I can't wait for next Wednesday, Chuck. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you. I'm sorry for interrupting this incredible conversation, but we have big news in shoes. Rothy's is now selling men's sneakers and driving loafers. You've probably heard your wife, sister, mother, daughter, girlfriend, or friends talk about their love of Rothy's women's shoes. Well, now they've brought their sustainable materials, washable design, and innovative craftsmanship to men's shoes. Listen, looking good and feeling great just got easier thanks to Rothy's and approach to shoe design. From the unbeatable comfort to the fact that you can wash them, these shoes check every box. If you hate when your favorite white sneakers or light-colored shoes get dirty, Rothy's men's shoes are for you. Their washable construction means your shoes look like new with every wash. Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet, too. Their elevated style is achieved through innovative manufacturing and materials. I got a pair of the loafers in the desert camo, and they are absolute fire flames. I love those things. So upgrade your shoe game with the new men's options from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash McAfee to discover what the hype is all about. That's rothy dot com slash McAfee. Back to the show.
1: Joining us from Manatic in Ohio, hopefully with better internet service than he normally has. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! Uh, what are you wearing there? Is it cold up there?
6: Uh it's like a nice fall day. Is it like that in India? It feels oh, awesome outside. Uh, it does.
1: It, it's starting to get to that point where you wake up in the morning and you just do a Football. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a little brisk. It's a little brisk, you know, and you're just just starting to feel it. You don't sweat automatically. I've actually worn jeans the last two days. It's felt good to get back out there. Also, cowboy boots. I mean, let's not. Oh, yeah. How
6: about it? Is that what you had on yesterday when you kicked that thing?
1: I had on my my, uh, Cayman. Black ones. I had on my Cayman. Cayman Crocs. Cayman Crocs. Is this a conscious decision or is this subconscious? What's that? That I'm a COVID cowboy now? Yes. Well, also, um, <laughs> I went through my closet a couple of times okay. during the COVID cave thing, mm-hmm. um, and I just saw him staring at me, and I was like, I remember what cowboy Willie Johnson told me about. These boots are a good pair of boots. They don't deserve to just be collecting <clears> dust. And also, I'm like four inches taller when I wear these things. Might as well. And, yeah. and, and when I walk, you know, like... It is a, it's like a present. Like yeah, uh-huh. you hear me coming. You know what I mean? So, maybe I become a cowboy boot guy. I am not the COVID cowboy, though. There's only one particular COVID cowboy. There's a Canadian cowboy down here. But uh, yeah, I love the boots, AJ. This is not what we saw you, though, just like an hour ago. Yeah. No. You had something else right. on. Yeah, like full suit on yeah. with like a Jim, Jim Trestle sweater vest on. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, Buckeye yeah, suit. Yeah, oh. yeah, he did. Yeah, with the little thing. Ohio yeah, like State Buckeye 10. suit. Yeah, he uh-huh. did. There. It. Go OSU. Okay. And then in OH. I O pin on his Uh pin pants. or no? Uh, there was no American flag. I guess he's nice. not running for president. But the was
4: he at one of those events? He said he never goes to. Bingo! Wow. That
1: was exactly what it was. How was the event, dude? How did we shake hands? I didn't know there was like an, an early afternoon thing that you could potentially go to in these high society world that you live in, AJ Hawk. How was the handshaking?
6: So it was not an event, and obviously letting you know I was going to this thing before the show was a mistake I, I apologize now uh, just because I was going with General Bob Carpenter Bobby and I met a couple of guys for uh, lunch at a place because it was like an auction item at one of our old coaches charity events so we course, went and had some lunch and then just came back here
1: what did you guys eat did you guys have a little pizza or was it like steak Why?
6: and a shrimp coffee so okay, I do have to tell you about Bob. So I I didn't ask him if this is okay to tell it, but we sat down at, at eleven. I mean, possibly. he told a story about MCDC from forty five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a few we sat things. down to uh, to eat lunch at eleven, and we're sitting down. And they they bring like a drink menu, and Bob's looking at. It, and he goes, "Ooh, no, nah, it's too early for that." He goes, "I'll just have an old fashioned." <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What I, that's was- what I said? Like no no one else. I was like. So what did you turn down, Bob? It's old fashioned. is eleven o'clock. What's too early for this? So, like, I guess maybe he was going to rail a couple shots to kill. I don't know. (laughs)
1: I love though that you know, for me when I'm around General Bob Carpenter. I'm just listening, observing, having a good time. But if I was to be around him ever again, I would view him the same way you do. Every word that's coming out of his mouth, I wanna know how we got to this point. So as soon as that guy said, oh, it's too early for that, I'll take an old fashioned. Everybody else is like, oh, okay, old fashioned is good. And you immediately, before any words came out of his mouth, you were excited to hear how his brain was going. Is that an accurate statement?
6: Uh, Yes, you nailed it, spot on.
1: Yeah, I mean, that guy, what an electric factory. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a maniac. absolute maniac but what a human i can't believe you guys are all in the same linebacker room let's talk about the nfl kicking off tomorrow aj and congrats on going to a hoity-toity event before 1 p.m eastern daylight time that's unfucking believable well done the level of greatness you must achieve to get invited (laughs) to the daytime yuppie fest up (laughs) there oh my god you don't the daytime ones because you actually like see you can't just leave to go to sleep you gotta like see and hang and Uh yep i mean that's unbelievable but uh tomorrow Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now minus eight and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. Last episode of Hard Knocks was on last night. Seems like Mike McCarthy and Dak love each other, by the way. From the first episode of Hard Knocks, I'm just busting your fucking balls. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy did that to this last episode, and I didn't watch a couple in the middle. That's, okay, Nice talk. I tried. I didn't watch... The, the big thing I noticed last night was the relationship between Dak and Mike. It felt like they were, like Dak, I think finally maybe understood what a Yinzer is. Like, oh, I can tell this guy to go fuck himself. Like, I, I can, the, the relationship that I can have with Big Mike is much, probably much different than it was with Jason Garrett. Yeah. I, I would just assume at this particular point. I think that's a big deal for the success of the Dallas Cowboys going forward. I think the Cowboys will obviously be much better than they were last year when they lost out on Dak Prescott. But I still do not think the point and a half the point change from yesterday is telling me not to just completely hammer the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom's big debut in front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. Am I wrong in thinking that or do you think we should and by the way I'm not the only one. It feels like it is a full wagon in this room mm-hmm. that is feeling yeah. that way. Are we wrong in thinking that AJ you did predict the Cowboys to go to the
6: Super Bowl last year? I, I don't think you're wrong in predicting it because I think there's just there's so much up in the air for the Dallas Cowboys. Like what how is that going to look? How's the line going to be? Like I don't know what is the defense going to be improved with uh, with Dan Quinn there, so but eight and a half, like you don't see lines this big, do you very often? That's
1: the biggest of the weekend by far, and it'll probably be the biggest for the first couple weeks. And what I just said was probably complete <laughs> bullshit because I did not look at the schedule <laughs> for week two. Uh, no, but you're right. but it's probably for week eight, one you're right. eight and a half is very large. I mean, eight and a half is a very large spread, but I think it's because even if their defense was a known good defense, okay? That offense is going to score. Like, they are going to go. And without Zach Martin, which Zeke and Jerry have come out and said, our best player, hey, that's our best fucking guy. Not just offensive lineman. that's our best guy. I think that's a big deal. Just like I thought it was a big deal when Yonda left Baltimore. And it turned out to be like, if (laughs) you have a staple offensive lineman. Now... Leo Collins and um, Tyron, Smith. Tyron Smith are back. And they didn't play. And I understand that's awesome. But I think that's a much bigger deal than anybody. Right in the middle of the pocket with that coming back, no clue what the deal I just feel like there's, there's no line that they can get to that I'm going to be like, nah, I'm not hammering the buck. Gronkowski, Chris... Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, OJ Howard, Cam Brate, OJ—I mean
0: Giovanni Bernard—somehow got him. And
1: by the way, Tom fucking Brady. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the defensive side indomitian sue vita vea jason pierre paul an entire secondary that was young is now older and has won a super bowl it just with todd bowles just getting an extension in another year in that system it just feels like oh and then Devin what i mean yeah, you just
2: david yeah yeah he yeah, <laughs> it, just
1: feels like Levant, it feels like that they can make that thing fucking 12 13 and i i would not even nope i i, I honestly believe it's gonna be a blow up but it's the NFL and that never happens so I feel like we're gonna be st- we're gonna sound stupid on Friday whenever we're reacting to the Thursday game but I just nothing in me says Tampa's not gonna just absolutely dominate here probably by the way not just Cowboys that could have been a lot of teams yeah, put yeah. in that place it just so happens to be the Cowboys you know AJ
6: well they yeah Tampa should absolutely dominate they should but I guess the only question I would have if you see Dallas finding a way or a chance to to scratch the way into it like Let's say Tampa comes out, you know, first game of the year. They just have a slow start. They stumble out of the gates, as they like to say on TV. Which can happen. Yes, it does happen. happen. Maybe an early turnover is bad. Maybe bad special team's turnover. Something like that happens. Is Dallas good enough? to capitalize on that because you know the Bucks eventually are going to turn it around. Like they Please, may play bad for two and a half quarters. They can turn on the juice and put 21 on the board quick. Dallas is
1: a blockbuster as well. I mean, they are star-studded yeah. on the offensive side. Zeke looks like he's in the best shape he's ever yeah. looked. <laughs> Zeke's a hell of a ball player. they got Amari Cooper out there. CeeDee Lamb is running routes. I mean, Dak Prescott is an absolute stud. Mike McCarthy has had a lot of success in the past with his offenses and adapting and everything like that. So, I, I, don't, I don't think that we should be viewing this as a uh, as a we don't think the Cowboys can be good. I just think with the way Tom Brady is, who's a naturally emotional player, he is. You saw him. We're watching the highlight of the Super Bowl here where it wasn't ever close. Nope. No, I think in the moment, we were maybe while we we're watching the Super Bowl, like, oh, it feels like maybe maybe Kansas City can get back in this strictly because we wanted to live bet, I think, Kansas City uh-huh. and maybe take some money because it was the last football game of the year. But that game score-wise was never close. Mm. It, you look down at the score of that game i will go do a call. I'll come back, and the lead has spread even more. And I remember watching that Super Bowl thinking that maybe the Chiefs would get back into it because there was a couple plays, I think, where they dropped passes, maybe it was touchdown. But the score was nowhere near close, and they said they were only going to get better. Tom Brady's in Tyron Matthew's face at certain different times in the middle of that game, and who knows what he said. They had their moment. They're past it now. I think everybody appreciates Tyron Matthew and Tom for that exact reason, by the way. So they're past it. But his first time in front of Tampa, you know, like, I think that also means something. And I think him saying on that stream, I would give up two Super Bowls to have that undefeated season back. Like, I just think, like, there's so much reasoning behind, I believe, that they're not going to stumble out of the gates, even though it seems like some team does every year, and we're like, well, what's going on with this team? And the Patriots and Tom have done that oh, in yeah. the past. So I just, that's why, hey, that's, I guess that's why I was gambling, baby, but I'm fucking shillelien the shit out of the goddamn... Bucks tomorrow, no matter what it
0: is. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, obviously, Dak. So. Dak is a stud, but there's got to be something with this being his first game back, right? Yes. Like, don't you think? I mean, with how so, horrific that injury was, like it's going to take him a couple and weeks. He sat to out be... A lot in training camp. right?
1: So, but I guess the same pitch though. If I was as passionate about the Cowboys as I am about the Bucks, would say Dak coming back. Like that, I guess that could also be a positive. Chip on his
6: shoulder, like he wants to prove everybody that he deserves that contract, that he is, you know, he is the guy. So, yeah, you could say he's more motivated than ever.
1: Yeah, so I guess there's a good pitch there. And Jerry Jones said this is Dave versus Goliath, though. So whenever I hear Jerry Jones, who is always selling his team being great, even when they are obviously not going, yeah, I man, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like, I, I think that is... we. Let's- there's a buzzsaw
3: happening in Tampa. Yeah, uh-huh. Tampa's offense is great. Like, I think they have, they have weapons all over the place. I think it's going to be great. Their defense, though, was potentially the worst in the NFL last year. And, they, yeah, they bring in Dan Quinn. But Tom's seen Dan Quinn's cover three a lot throughout the years. Yeah,
1: I think he knows exactly what who is potentially going to be open. And, by the way, it might be our fifth option. Who's that? Scotty fucking Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thought that that stadium is going to be – So loud. Should be a real one, too. Tempe Lightning fans, loudest arena in the NHL, right? That's what they say that place was? Oh, yeah. Loudest place in the Energy Center, I think is what it's called. Uh, Who the fuck I was there. It was beautiful. But they said it was a very. (laughs) Who? Is it Amelie? Amelie Arena? Maybe, yeah. Shout out to Amelie, by the way. Shout out. Shout out Amelie. Is it the uh, Amelie Center? Or uh, who knows? One place was a center. Let's get to the bottom of this. Come on. Well, I was cutting one of those promos, and I called the place the wrong name.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I kind of
1: you lose everybody. You know? yeah. It's <laughs> the Amelie. Hey, okay, it's the Amelie. Whatever the case. Oh, oh, Tampa was where I stayed every night at the uh, in a hotel room. That's oh, right. Yeah. That is one. Yeah. That was a wild night. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so their fans, okay, that particular group of people down there in Tampa Bay, are mm. a rowdy bunch. They are a loud bunch. They are a great fan base of people bunch. And now they have reason, yet again, like they did way back in the day, to be like mass They Mm -hmm. have reasons to lose their minds. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that we didn't really get a chance to see last year at all. Super Bowl was split between what? Uh, Obviously cardboard. Remember, there was a time in our history where they were telling us how many cardboard cutouts would be in stadiums. That's right. Maybe 40000 cardboard cutouts. It could be you. Uh, it could be you for $10,000. there will be uh, 12,000 Tampa fans and fans, and then there'll be 10,000 uh, first responders or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think like the Buccaneers fans, just like Bill's Mafia, by the way, with uh, what they can potentially do up in Buffalo. I don't think Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans have gotten to lose their mind. With that atmosphere, how it's going to be, once things potentially start rolling, if it goes another way, I mean, this thing could get ugly. That's why I think I'm just so much like, I'll bet the eight and a half, nine and a half, whatever the fuck they want to make it.
6: Well, yeah, I I would imagine if you're the Cowboys, think if you fall behind early. Like, the the place is going to be on fire Mm -hmm. pregame. We know that. And then once it starts, if Tampa can like, say, – let's say Tampa takes the ball and Tom just marches down the field. Like, not a big play, just marches down the field and they put seven up like Dallas isn't even there. Then – I guess we're going to really see what Dallas is because, man, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. It, it, <sighs> Imagine, that place will be so loud.
1: So loud. Just because, like, oh, my God, this is what it's going to be like yeah. Yeah, for the foreseeable future. And you have future. some guys,
6: too, that are playing on your offense that have not played with really crowd noise yet in a game.
1: Yeah, a couple of young guys, which maybe but that should be talked about yeah. both sides. They're now, more, a lot yeah. of guys playing in the NFL come from college atmospheres that are probably louder than most NFL stadiums, to be honest. I mean, yeah. That's something, but it is different. Communication is going to be much different for some players and some teams. Obviously, everything's different than last year, so it is a first time in there. Just the thought of that Tom run, though. Yes. That first. I mean, immediately off the "let's fucking go" thing. It's going to be with cannons actually yeah. firing yeah. off, raising a banner. Oh, the whole thing. Teams it, have lost. Absolutely. Yes. Teams that, have lost. Brady. Before. Brady. The Eagles, I think, they got booed out of their stadium on Banner Night. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they got at halftime. They're getting booed into the locker room at Banner Night. <laughs> this is a much different animal, though. I think, I, just, just honestly, I this
3: believe. is like taking the Cowboys would be like taking Miami against Alabama. Like, oh shit!
1: Oh, we forgot. Five
3: minutes in this game, like, yeah, of course, oh, shit, I forgot.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That tweet that Connor put out, like, yeah. hey, there is. Literally 55 NFL guys yeah. Yeah. on that one-team sideline right there. And just because we didn't know the name of the goddamn quarterback, we thought something was going to be different, and Miami was getting hyped as maybe they're going to top Clemson for the ACC, which maybe. Who knows? I mean, Good. who knows in that whole thing. But Alabama, that same situation is potentially set up. There is the recipe. The ingredients for the recipe for the regret bet yes. is there tomorrow night because both ways by the way we can, of course it's going to yeah. be close yeah. it's NFL it's opening game they're not going to let this thing get a blowout. you got to go back to it fucking what, hate gambling dude. with what Clyde <laughs> said
2: I mean Tom Brady called him the day after they won the Super Bowl already talking about what they need to do for next season it just feels like the preparation everything there's no way you can you know warrant betting on Dallas plus eight and a, unless and a half unless you're a Dallas unless you're a right. unless you're sure. a diehard but does guy it feel guy. too
6: good though does yes. Yes. it feel like they have too oh, yes. much going for them sometimes where you, you was nervous for him because it's set up. Like, you yeah, know well, of course, they're gonna cakewalk everybody.
1: Yes. By the <laughs> way, that is one. Just the fact that we are everybody it makes me nervous. Yes, it makes me nervous for oh, yeah. them when
6: I hear like everything laid out. Like, what are we? T- of course, we're winning it all this year. I'm like, all right. a long season, bud. But
1: we have to acknowledge that there are times when the entire wagon is going in the same direction and it wins and nobody even talks about it. Mm -hmm. because It was an obvious win. The only time it ever gets talked about is whenever the entire wagon is on something and then it loses. It's always the classic, like, you see it with the uh, sports predictions, the pundit pre-show, where everybody does that. That gets in there. You only really hear about it whenever it loses. And we are setting ourselves up to be run back on a Dallas Cowboys video about how everybody thought we were going to lose it it's going to come to us like you are irresponsible <laughs> with your cash if you bet on the fucking Dallas Cowboys to win this game like they will actually piece that part right there yep. and put it in there but it's real I don't know how we don't do it
4: you let your money die with Tom Brady and the Bucks. I mean I can put my head down at night knowing if the Cowboys surprise the Bucks, fucking good on them but I can't live with myself betting on Dallas
1: hey and by the way It doesn't even have to be your money with FanDuel's free bet. Bingo. Hell yeah. Bingo. Everybody on earth getting a free bet that's available to utilize mobile sports betting uh, in their state legally. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have mobile sports betting in your sport legally, FanDuel said, "Uh, well, let's go... I guess we can give everybody else the free stuff. Oh, Daily Fantasy free entry into the $4 million total prize pool, $1 million top prize happening tomorrow night on FanDuel. I mean, the boys have already entered their teams. Yeah, time. I mean, there's a projected over $100 million loss for FanDuel this first week with free bets for everybody that is 18-plus in a legalized state and free Daily Fantasy entry into a $1 million top prize, $4 million total pool. This is bad business decision by FanDuel. Oh, we yeah. have to take advantage of it. And what you were saying is maybe you don't even lose your own money. Maybe this is mm-hmm. FanDuel. And those money yes. that you potentially put on Tom Brady or I've seen a lot of parlays where people are starting to stack some stuff together where that free bet that maybe was 20 25 150 depending upon what the sliding rate is for how much you are uh, uh, better or comfortable with your, your level of betting uh, you put that in for a parlay there's people that have like a $7,000 parlay coming on this thing It was a free bet from Fanduel. did they take into account all these parlays that could hit when they projected a $100 million loss mm-hmm. I don't think so let's get this thing to $200, $300 million yep. loss $100 million at least AJ Talk.
6: I guess I mean what, is that their goal they want to lose over a hundred million dollars
1: no they do not want to at all nope. <laughs> at all we would like them to Yes, yes. that's take what time. we would like take and, their money and that was the give and take email text exchange you know if we were to because the thought was broached like can I just give everybody a free bet you know I just give everybody a free bet and they're like uh, what rate? And then that becomes an entire regulation question. And then if you give like a, a $5 free bet to everybody, it's like, what, I'm not doing I'm not, I don't. You guys can do that. I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I would like it to be a bet, you know. And uh, and then also for the people that aren't in the gambling sports uh, states, I get a lot of tweets from people how pissed off they are, that their state isn't, and I want to let them know, I'm lobbying every day for you. mm mm-hmm. I'm knocking down doors. Can we do something for them? Because I I don't do much fantasy. I was like, can we also give them something? And uh, they said, well, what you were talking about, and they laid this out, basically. And, uh, that would, that would project, we project to lose. And I think they were laying it out to like, explain to me why, what I was asking for is maybe ridiculous. I didn't take it that way though. Sure. I, I took it as a cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we do that. And to their credit, by the way, they were like, all right, we already have it all laid out. I guess let's go do it. And that's fucking awesome. We got to take advantage of it though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. whenever the, they're giving us one, it feels yeah. like. Oh yeah. And there's a couple in there. Hammer down boys are going to go through it. There's a couple bets this weekend that feel like, Ooh, sportsbook's about to get God a little bit. Yeah
0: speaking of Thursday night what do you think is the number where you wouldn't be comfortable with because I'm I, I, I do the same deal I almost want to take like the bucks alternate spread like minus 16 and a half but what at what point do you think you're like all right I, I can't do that anymore yeah
1: I, I I don't think they're gonna make it to whatever it is 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 yeah, and nine, a half
4: I think 9 and a half Is the number That would worry me Well you, gets, you just
1: stay away From the game If then. it gets yeah. to
4: 10 I would stay away
1: Yeah you just stay away From the game
4: But you can't It's the first game Of the season What are yeah, we talking have about to oh. You gotta
1: bet it So maybe Jerry Even told the schedule maker, You gotta get my team In there <laughs> yeah. Listen everybody's Gonna have to bet On this fucking game Everybody's gonna bet On Tampa They can make whatever And it's a Dallas Fucking Cowboys. You put us in that there <laughs> I can't wait for it Let's get to a break On the other side of the break, it'll be the first segment of this season-long segment that'll come every Wednesday at about this time. Coaches up Chuck with Chuck Pagano on the other side. I I think he's a massive fan of yours, AJ. I assume the same for you uh, thinking about him. Everybody's going to be a fan of this guy by the end of the season. I was very lucky to be a player on a team. You will never hear a single player come out and say, I hate Chuck Pagano. (laughs) Guy's fucking awesome. And he said, and I quote, I'm not looking for a job anywhere anymore, so fuck. That was his quote. Yep, yep, verbatim. So fuck. He was in with the toxic table and what we kind of were gonna to bring to him. So he, he's watched a lot of film on us. He's watched a lot of <laughs> yeah. film on us. We did really. Yeah, yeah. we did a call. He did even he said something. Is it what? What? Yeah. yeah. Like he, he literally because he, he, I think he said. You know, I wasn't going to come into this like completely unprepared, and he's a coach, so I assume he loves watching films. So I bet he had the old exos on us, potentially. Like, oh, whenever he starts standing up, that means some heat's coming or something.
0: (laughs) All right, that's the show. Once again, we can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening. There is so much shit out there that covers the NFL and covers everything going on in the world, and we appreciate the hell out of you guys for spending your time with us. Once again, we made it. We did it. The NFL's back. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate the hell out of you. Don't forget, starting tonight at store.patmcafeeshow.com, everything in the store is going to be 20% off from midnight tonight to midnight tomorrow. So make sure you get in on that. Have a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.